You tuned into the podcast on one of the best days to tune in because today is a complete starting point session and you get to listen in. And it's with a busy mom. She actually works full time all year round for a school district. And she's got two little kids, an almost five year old, and a baby. And life is crazy for her. It does not stop, it has not slowed down, but she wants to get a hold of her nutrition. She just feels off. And she feels overwhelmed. What she's been doing in her journey in the past, and I think we've all been here, was she tried to take it on all at once, completely 180 her nutrition, like fix up breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all of her snacks, clean it all up, you know, just rip the bandaid off right away and start working out consistently all at the same time. And she tried that so many times and she kept falling off the wagon. It was frustrating. And so she scheduled actually a package of three starting point sessions with me. This is the first one. So we really hammered it out what to do for her first starting point. And we're going to figure out the stepping stones over the next couple of weeks to really get her back on track and doing weight loss the right way. So I cannot wait for you to hear this because I know there's going to be a busy mama out there who's like, oh, I want to get a hold of my nutrition the right way. And I'm busy. I don't need to add more stress to my life. I don't need to try to white knuckle this anymore. So this is going to help you a lot today. You get to literally listen in on a coaching session with one of my clients and get equipped yourself the same way that this amazing mom got equipped too. I'm so proud of her for investing in herself and her health and her journey, just as she has peace of mind and confidence that she's doing this in a sustainable way. So if you're ready for that, if you're ready to finally stop trying to white knuckle, diet, do extreme exercise programs, or just, you know, do it in an unsustainable way. We know what that feels like. We know that feeling of overwhelm and stress in our journey when we're working out too much, or it's just not fitting with our schedule, but we're trying to make it happen anyways. We're dieting, so we're hangry, and we don't get to enjoy the foods we want to enjoy. We're not cooking meals that we like. Our family's eating different stuff than us. That's not the way to live. Like, yeah, maybe that's a good way to lose weight for a few months, but do you want to live that way forever? Because if you do that for a few months, you're going to go back to what's easy and comfortable and gain weight again. Like, that's just... That's a cycle. That's a roller coaster I don't want to be on. And I know you don't either because I know you know that's not sustainable. I'm here to help you create a sustainable life, journey, health, choices, discipline, consistency in your life, in the day to day, in all the facets that create a quote, healthy journey. Like it's such a cliche term, I feel like, but that's what we do on these starting point sessions. And it all starts with one simple starting point. Now, the hard part about this is we know there's a dozen different things we want to fix in our journey. And so a lot of the times what we do, what this mom did, what I've done in the past, you probably have done it too if you're a listener to this podcast, but what we tend to do is say, okay, I want to fix these five or six things. I'm going to do them all at once because that will just, you know, kickstart me into the right path faster. And that's okay. Our brains are wired that way, but that doesn't make it last We end up falling off the wagon after a few days or a few weeks or something like vacation or a birthday party or stress comes up and we end up falling off because we just can't keep juggling everything the way we were before when there was no stressors or no circumstances that came up. And that's why a starting point, which is one simple habit that you master, it's one simple action in a specific area or path, I call them paths, it's either in your nutrition, in your fitness, or in your day-to-day routine. We're going to attack one of those paths. We're going to find your first starting point. 
And over the course of a few weeks with some accountability from me personally, you're going to master that, make it part of who you are, just make it second nature, aka a habit, right? And then we'll find your next stepping stone on that path. What's the next habit in your nutrition or your fitness or your routine that you're going to master, make part of who you actually are, part of your just DNA, something that comes naturally to you, takes a couple weeks to get there. What is that next stepping stone? And then the next one, and then the next one. And that's how over the course of six, 12 months, you make true change in your journey. You actually change the way you think, the choices that you make just innately. It's not like you're going to the pantry because you're stressed and you eat. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that for a few weeks because it's bad. I'm just going to stop. That's not how we approach it. We start actually changing the way we're thinking. So your response to different things in your life, whether it's getting dinner prepared or you know, mindless snacking in the afternoon or getting up early before your kids, whatever it is, we create these habits in a sustainable way and actually make it who you are. So that's what we do on these starting point sessions. You get to listen in on an amazing one today. But if you're ready to book yours or if you're like, okay, I need Liz to like dig into my own life and figure out where I actually need to start because I need to know what's tripping me up the most and how to actually change something in my life so it creates real change and lasting you know, lasting change without feeling like I'm putting all, in all this fruitless effort. I don't want you to feel that way anymore. So you can book your starting point session or your package of three. I recommend three because then we can attack a few different areas, find a stepping stone or two and give you longer term accountability. But either way, no matter what you want to book, you can go to the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching, get all the info, the pricing, my spots book up every month, and I only offer a limited amount because of time. So make sure that you get on the books go to thetoughlovemom.com backslash coaching and go book yours today. I'll see you there. Now let's get into the starting point session. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. I work full time. What do you do? I am the business manager at our local school district. Oh, okay. Wow. We probably... So all like purchase orders and all that fun stuff. Purchase orders, payroll, (laughs) budget, all of those big things fall in my lap because we're- So you like numbers, right? Yes. Me too. Yes, I do. I do. I love the numbers. Yes. Um, When you can show me numbers, I I get it. You know, if I have numbers I'm supposed to follow, that that definitely helps. I get that. Yeah. 
And, you know, this time of the year is, is honestly the busiest time of the year at my desk. Cool. So super busy this time of year, motivation to lose weight has just been a little more difficult to find. Can you explain to me just what it's looked like transitioning to two, what's made it more difficult Um, tangibly? When it was just the one kiddo, I didn't have any guilt just leaving him to at six o'clock to go to the gym, to one of the classes or whatever, a couple of nights a week, you know, just leave him with my husband at six. But once we got to six o'clock needs to be dinner time, that kind of things. And, you know, my husband works full time, that kind of thing. And so he's just as exhausted as I am to when he gets home and to deal with two kids all at the same time and try to get dinner on the table and everything is, it's just hard to do any of that in the evenings. Both of my kids were pretty good sleepers early. It's been one of those things. Every time I try to get on the wagon, she decides she's not going to sleep for whatever reason. We've got got an ear infection. We've got teeth coming in. We just wake up in the middle of the night crying, screaming, and we have no idea why. It's just, you know, it's like that just derails. And I'm so not a morning person. I feel like I go to bed as early as I can, but Mm -hmm. then it's like you try to get, I mean, it's like, as soon as I get kids in the bed, I go to bed, but then you try to start getting to bed earlier and then decides he's going to revolt and he's not going to go to bed or go to sleep as early. And he needs somebody to come lay down with him or all of those. I know all the parenting says you have to set your boundaries and you have to, but you know, sometimes you just have to, you just have to go do it (laughs) because otherwise it'll be be midnight and they'll still be awake (laughs) (laughs) or at least my (laughs) will. So it's just, you know, it's just one thing after another, or I get on track and then something happens and it's just crazy and stressful. And everybody in the office keeps candy on their desk. And it's like, oh, I'm just standing here and I'm bored and, or I'm stressed. And, you know, just it, it, just one thing after another. And maybe it's just that everything is so overwhelming because I lost past this point easily with my first. I lost all the fluid and all of that stuff. And then I've been stuck. I just haven't, haven't really lost any extra. I lose five or 10 pounds and then something happens and I fall off the wagon and it just, I don't get, I don't get back to it. Yeah. I got I struggle to get back to it, but as you saying, you know, do one thing at a time. And I looking at it, it's like, I think I try to do too many things at one time. I try to clean up my eating and watch what I'm eating and let, you know, count calories or whatever, but then I'm also trying to get back to exercising. And so then I count those calories and I get back to exercising. And then it's like three days in, I'm going, I'm starving. <laughs> and so then I eat everything in sight. It's just one of those things. So, and it's just, I'm like, I don't know where to start with which one thing to do. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, but you kind of already answered it in the past when you're saying on track or on the wagon, what did that look like? Or what does that mean in your mind? And it sounds like cleaning up your nutrition and getting back to working out how often about a couple of times a week, I, there's a class on Monday and a class on Tuesday. I really like to go to at the local gym and it's at like four 30. So in the school year, I can do that usually as long as we don't have something else going on work related or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then something else on my own, the other couple of days a week, if I, if I can, but usually by the end of the week, it's like, okay, I've got to finish this, this, and this, and this, and this before five 30. <laughs> so yeah groceries, errands yes. that come up. Yeah. I totally yes. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like afternoon, 
workout situation, when you say, what does cleaning up your nutrition mean? Like, what did that look like when you were cleaning it up? Either trying to follow Weight Watchers or count calories or, or whatever, be, be more conscious of what I was eating. We fall into that habit of eating fast food a couple of times, two or three times a week. And sometimes more than that, when we Mm -hmm. haven't gotten to the grocery store or I forget to lay something out or whatever. And so trying to make that conscious effort to, to not do that, make sure we have dinner plans, make sure we get all of those things done. Yeah. And you're talking about from wake up till go to sleep time. Yeah. We'll span the whole day. Okay. Like a 180. Yes. Probably too much to try to take on, but yeah, but our brains are wired to think all or nothing. A lot of the times are okay. I'm not doing it this way. And I know that's the ideal way to be doing it. So I'm just going to change right to that and hope it works out, you know, because we want to get there. There's nothing wrong with thinking that way, but it never ends up lasting long-term. No, it doesn't. You're right. That's how everyone sees it. If you could sit back and say, okay, what's the number one thing that you want out of the changes that you want to make? How do you want to feel? How do you want to be functioning day to day? What, what's that thing that you want? And, and this may sound a little vain, but I want to be where I want to be in pictures with my kids again. Yeah. I don't like looking at myself in pictures. I know you're your own biggest critic, but it's like, oh, I I don't see it when I look in the mirror. I don't feel like, but when I see see us in pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, what has happened to me? And what can I do to, to make this better? I want to be a healthy, active mom with my kids. And for the most part, I, I am, I try to be as active as I can with them. It's just, I don't feel the way that I want to. I don't, I'm not comfortable in my clothes. I'm not comfortable in pictures. I'm not, you know, it's just, I, it's not me. Yeah. Not vain at all. I think that's a totally, (laughs) it's a totally normal desire for moms, but everyone talks about how our bodies change so much, but also our priorities, our schedule, our sleep. I mean, everything 180s, it just like goes to a different universe. (laughs) Everything just changes in the most drastic ways. And we're like playing catch up with even realizing what's changed in our life. Cause we don't even realize all the things that have changed until years down the road. Yes. Yes. So totally normal. What do you think makes it hard? Aside from falling off the wagon, as you've been saying, and aside from that feeling of overwhelm that you said comes up, what do you think makes it hard to get to that point? What are the roadblocks that you're seeing come up more specifically? I know you mentioned stuff about candy at work, at your coworkers, like stuff coming up in life. What specifically are those that are making it difficult? We're in a very open concept here in the office. And so when one person is stressed or everybody, you know, stress just happens and everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And as open as our office is, everybody bears the brunt of it. I am a, I'm a, I'm a stress eater until it's so stressful. Then it's like, Oh, nope. I don't want anything. I'm just sick at my stomach, but it's just that that normal stress is stress eater, not, you know, and it's, it's munchy, snacky, whatever. We have all of that stuff here, just right here at the, at our fingertips and Mm -hmm. chugging along, working, working, working. It's like, okay, I've got to get up and walk away. Then it's, you walk to the kitchen and there's all of the chips in the, and just one of those things. Do you think it happens more at work or at home? At work? Definitely not so much. At home, when we don't have anything going on, like Sunday afternoons, when the kids are taking a nap and we all sit down or my husband and I sit down or we have some downtime or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I get real snacky, but at home in the evenings or whatever, not as much because okay. it's 90 miles an hour to get to bedtime, get home, get dinner, get bags ready for the next day, get everything, you know, Mm -hmm. dishes in the dishwasher, get, you know, all of those things and then, and get in bed. It's, it's a a race to the finish every night. So, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like stress eating throughout the day at work is they get one of the bigger hurdles. Is there anything else? I know you were talking about the kids and their routine. They get thrown off. Do you think it's causing more of an issue in your schedule and being able to get stuff done so you can get a workout in? Or do you think it's more so causing the feeling of overwhelm and stress in you when they get thrown off? A, a little bit of both. I would love to be the person that wakes up in the morning and gets, it <laughs> works out. And I used to be, I used to be the one, you know, my mom and I used to go walk every morning early, but I have to be at work at 730, which means Oof. I have to drop off before that. This, this time of the year, I have to be at work at seven and I have to drop my kids off. And so that takes an extra 15 minutes or yeah. so. So when you do the backwards math, it's like up at 4.30 to get 30 minutes in. Yeah, so, not worth it. No, <laughs> no, not when, not, I can't it. To, not when I can't go to sleep until, you know, 10.30. <laughs> no, no, no. I would not recommend zero out of 10 recommend that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, unless you're one of those unicorns that can function on five hours of sleep, that's not a lot of people. So no, I'm not. And I'm one of those that really want more like eight. Good. That's really normal. <laughs> that's a very, that's a normal thing to need. Yes, so I, good. I need and if I don't get it, I'm, I'm really grouchy. Yeah. Well, and that's not sustainable to be like, well, I'm just going to wake up early and do it. And that's yeah. white knuckling it. And there's no good that comes from doing that. That's when you fall right. off down the road. So, right. We don't need to, I feel like the workout piece, just what I'm, I'm kind of sensing here is that I think the nutrition focus will, that that pillar will be the first thing we focus in on. And when you start feeling some more control over that, it's going to lead to you going, okay, I can like, I'm more in control of our day to day and dealing with the stress of your kids throwing things off or whatever. And you'll still be able to work out as you were planning to like three, four times a week. I think that will be a byproduct of focusing in on nutrition. Okay. Do you feel like if you can feel like you have more control over that one area, it'll make you be able to deal with cope with that stress a little better in other areas? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So tell me about a day of eating. What's that look like for you? Breakfast. Some days is packet of oatmeal. Some days it's pop tarts. Some days it's nothing at all. Some days it's like this morning I had a couple of eggs with some ham in it, whatever I've a lot of times can grab going out the door or think to throw in that I could fix once I get to work. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a quick morning. Sometimes if I'm really busy, I won't even stop until lunchtime. I try to buy the salads or the whatever for lunch, or even those, the link cuisines or the whatever's just because that's easy to grab out of something and throw in the lunchbox and it's here and easy to eat for lunch. If I make something for dinner the night before and we have leftovers, Sometimes I bring the leftovers. Yeah. It just depends on depends on what we have left and what we've done the night before. As far as that goes, the the middle of the afternoon, you know, that 2 30, 3 o'clock slump hits. Mm-hmm. That's for sure when you're up. I'm up and I'm walking around and I end up more by the candy bowls, that kind of thing. And then dinner, who knows? It depends on if I laid something out, if I didn't lay something out. Yeah. 
we go through one of the fast food places in town or we order pizza or whatever and then get the kids in bed. Yeah. So nonstop day. It is. Yeah. Nonstop. And you said nighttime at home usually isn't too big of an issue. You're usually just like right, no, time to mentally not. decompress. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then by the time I hit by the time I hit bed, it's like, okay, it takes five minutes and I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yes. Okay. Um, which part of the day is the biggest hurdle is the most stressful for you when you come to nutrition. If you felt like you could, if you felt like you could get on top of it and actually change it for good, other pieces would be a little bit easier. I would probably say dinner. If I could tack dinner and actually do dinner the way I feel like I should be doing dinner on a regular consistent basis, that's, that's the hardest because I can do pretty good breakfast, lunch, watch what I'm eating fairly well, but then dinner usually is what blows it away or, you know, I haven't planned something or I haven't done whatever. That's where the challenge I feel like is, is the biggest challenge for me is, is dinner. Okay, cool. And especially if you've got dinner, you make a couple extra servings, it's automatically lunch the next day. Yes. You know, you've got that. Okay. Awesome. So. I love that starting point of getting dinner being the first thing you're only focusing on that immediately going to carry over into supporting you at lunchtime and making you feel throughout the day. Okay. I don't need to rush and do, cause I've got either dinner going in the crock pot or, you know, right. you've got some simple things already happening in line for you. So, um, I give you a breakdown of steps because there's some that are like one-off one-time things. And then there's some things that you're going to want to do weekly if not daily, what do you think sustainable? What do you think would be helpful when it comes to dinner? Like three nights a week, five nights a week, what's a number for you that you could aim for. And you know, you would be able to do it next week. Oh, next week's tough because we have vacation Bible school next week. Life always happens, girl. It's always going to happen. It's not going to slow down for you. You're right. It's not, but I don't have to worry about fixing dinner for my kids next week because of my vacation Bible school will be there. Well, I'll be at vacation Bible school too. (laughs) How about this? How about this? You start small (laughs) this week and we'll do it for a couple days this week. And then you can do your best with the next week. And then the week after that, you can be like, all right, we'll go. Yes. I would say three or four. Okay, cool. Let's shoot for four because then you can do like Monday through Thursday. If you want to do a pizza night, Friday, y'all get pizza, like, you know, do leftovers if you've got some. So, okay. Four, I think is an awesome number to aim for. The first thing you're going to do, we're going to like back up before we even start thinking about recipes, days of the week, how we're going to get into prepping the meal and whatnot. What I want you to do first, and this is like one of those one-off, just take, you could do it this afternoon, involve your almost five-year-old if you want to, can definitely involve your husband, but brainstorm any and all meals or food options that would fit dinner that your family likes just whatever comes to mind that you're like, these are all things that my family for the most part likes brainstorm any and all meal ideas, sides, main dishes, all of that. Okay. And then from there, and this is the next part is something you'll do weekly. You're going to whatever day of the week works best for you. I'm guessing it's going to be a weekend based on your schedule, whichever day works best for you, pick a time to sit down and plan out your dinners only you're only planning dinner. I don't want you thinking about breakfast. I don't want you thinking about lunch. Like we're not stressing about breakfast right now. 
nor lunch or snacks will get there. So weekly plan out the four dinners, which days of the week and make your list, do that kind of thing, do the shopping, all that stuff. And then throughout the week, pretty much daily. And this is where it differs person to person because it's based on what you're cooking. If you've got certain foods that you need to prep or that you can't prep ahead of time, just plan that into your week. Say, okay, if I need to cook Tuesday night, if I've got dinner that needs these couple things prepped or these couple things in the crock pot, I'll get it ready Monday night. Or if you have time Tuesday morning, that kind of thing, that'll differ. So that's the part that for yourself, you're going to have to be accountable on, but going back to the brainstorm of all the meals that your family likes or whatnot, I'm assuming there are things you've probably done before. Yeah. Or that, you know, are pretty simple. Um, I'm assuming most of those recipes are probably pretty simple as is, but yeah, daily prep the meals and just get it on the table. It doesn't have to be pretty. You got leftovers, have them for lunch. So pretty simple breakdown. What questions do you have? I don't, I don't know that I have questions. It's just, I, I need to sit down and I need to make this habit for, you know, lack of a better word to Mm -hmm. sit down and, and, and plan that and build that into, you know, I do the grocery pickup, whatever. And so plan that out, make sure that's what we have and, and stick to it. So it's already Wednesday, only Wednesday. We've still got four days left this week. It's Wednesday. So you've got brainstorming is your focus. And then how about we start small with one to two dinners this week. So you're kind of doing this on like a mini scale instead of aiming for the four, because there's four days left this week. Let's aim for two, do this for two nights this week. We got to start somewhere and we've got to get consistent with something somewhere. So I think this will be a really good starting point for you. Yeah. And it's okay to start at that pace because you do have life circumstances going on. And, you know, if you had started this starting point three weeks ago and we came across vacation Bible school, I'd probably tell you the same thing. Hey, just like scale it back this week because it's different. Right. So normal. When we were on vacation and then transitioning back, I was like, all right, if I only work out four times this week, I only work out four times this week and I don't care because it's different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it means nothing about you or the intention you're putting into your journey or your health. It just is a choice that you're making for the benefit of not just, it's not just about your journey. Like everything weaves together. For sure. Yeah. um, I'm really excited for you. So get to brainstorming today. Okay. And let me know how that goes. Sounds good. Awesome. I'll chat with you soon. Now, I know not everyone makes it to this point in the episode because you got what you needed out of it, right? But if you're still here listening, I'm going to give you a couple simple steps, takeaways from that starting point session that you can do if you're like, I need to get control of dinner. I'm going through the drive-thru way too much, more than I want to, and I'd rather be cooking at home, more in control of what's going on our plate. And, you know, it's going to make me feel like I have my life together a little bit more. So if that's you, one, brainstorm with your family, ideally, especially with your husband, if you guys like eat together and have that opportunity, I want you to sit down and brainstorm all of the meal ideas, ideally the healthier side of ones. But honestly, when you're in control of cooking at home, and this is a fact, people that cook at home more often, not only save money, but you you tend to eat healthier too, better portions. So cook at home more often. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So brainstorm all of the meal ideas that you as a family would eat. Next thing you're going to do on a weekly basis, whenever it works for you best, and this is something on starting point sessions we can figure out based on your schedule, if you're not sure when to plan or even how to plan your meals weekly, we can talk through that. But sit down once a week, plan out what you're going to have, which dinners, what days you'll have leftovers, how all that's going to work. 
And again, like I told, like I told this client, just focus in on one meal at a time, one small change at a time. Don't try to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. Do not do that. Do not do that. That is not a starting point. That's like a, that's like a starting 180. You're going to fall off that wagon. And I'm, we're going from like zero to 80 on this horse-drawn wagon. Not a good idea. So starting point, we're taking off slow, right? So just dinners, pick your dinners, plan them out weekly. And then however you do your shopping and prepping and whatnot. And if you don't have a plan for that, again, we can talk through that on your starting point session, but do that weekly. And then throughout the week, follow through on what you have in your fridge, what you plan to cook. And what I have found that works best for me, a little hack is we have this planner pad. I think I got it at like TJ Maxx, y'all super cheap, but it has Monday through Sunday, just a little box for each and a shopping list page on the side. And I just write down what we're having for dinner each night of the week. Uh, back when we first got married, I had a cute little chalkboard thing. Don't know where that went, but we had a cute little chalkboard thing where I also did that, where I said, okay, Taco Tuesday on Wednesday, we're having salmon and Brussels sprouts on Thursday. We're eating out. Like I just put on which nights of the week we're having what dinners. And that was a reminder when I got home from teaching, when I was a teacher, it was a reminder that, okay, this is what we're having. And even now I take off that sheet off of that planner pad. I put it up on our fridge for my family to see. They know what we're having for dinner, so I'm not going to ask the questions. They know what we're having. Well, my husband, because my kids can't read yet, but they know what we're having. I know what we're having, and it gives us all that accountability of we're eating this meal, we're eating it together, which is so monumental to be having meals together, especially in this day and age. But it also lets the produce not die in my fridge. It lets us actually eat meals at home together, healthier meals. So simple as that. Brainstorm, plan, follow through. Cool? can't wait. I hope this helps you. I hope this just equipped you today. If you need a starting point session, stop hesitating and just go book it right now. These are transformative and all of the stuff that I'm gathering as your consistency coach, as the tough love mom, all these things that I'm gathering, I'm actually putting into something that's going to equip you to a level that is not out there for moms. Like I can't even put to words how excited I am for it to come out. So not only are you getting equipped in a way that's going to change you, in the long run, change you right now with your starting point and your stepping stones and the paths that you're going to go down. Not only are you going to get equipped now, you will be helping me equip yourself and other moms down the road. So mm, it's going to be so good. I can't wait for what's coming. Go out there, get your dinners planned, get your dinners prepped and get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.